since there are only two more full days of Fertner practice left to uh, this retreat. And uh, in order to inspire you until the very last moment of Fertner, this Fertner retreat, the topic of today's Dhamma talk is a sense of urgency. Now, it's amazing how quickly time passes. We started Satna this retreat with uh, verses uh, from uh, the Chandanatna Sutta. You might Satna uh, remember standing to one side, the young Devata Chandana addressed the Blessed One in verse. Who here crosses over the flood, unwearying by day and night? Who does not sink in the deep without support, without a hold? And the answer then given by the Buddha to this certain question, one always perfect in virtue. Endowed with wisdom, well-concentrated, one, energetic and resolute, crosses the flood so hard to cross. One who desists from sensual perception, who has overcome you know, the fetter of form, who has destroyed delight in existence. Such a one does not sink in the deep. Now, in the course of uh, this six-week uh, retreat here at Southern the Forest Refuge in uh, near Barrie, Massachusetts, we have Futner then focused on virtue, on concentration, being well concentrated. And Satna, we've also covered aspects related to wisdom and Satna mentioned was made of energy as one of the controlling faculties. And also what it means to be resolute was explained. Now, our retreatants here in the course of this retreat have perfected these qualities to some extent and have as a result of Fatna this then experienced various um, forms of intuitive or aspects of intuitive understanding. So have had have had intuitive wisdom arising, have experienced clear comprehension, and then have also, with the help of wisdom, 
at least temporarily, uh, abandon or cut certainly some of the mental defilements. So by time and again, penetrating predominant objects according to their intrinsic nature, then this has certainly led to an illuminating of the field of objects and thus to a dispelling of darkness. And this Satna then time and again manifested as non-bewilderment or as absence of confusion. Now, when looking at some of the major benefits or major forms of intuitive understanding that certain retreatants have gained, the following could be said. Some who certain practice left at first at the outset of the retreat, left no room for improvement, then Oh, in the course of these six ways, six weeks, learned to improve the way of practice, and also managed to stabilize intuitive wisdom, stabilize the controlling faculties, and in particular, stabilize equanimity. Now, for some, this has clearly led to a new to gaining a new attitude towards the practice, as well as to towards formations, including fellow retreatants. To some, it has this retreat has certainly meant a clear increase in uh, happiness. For others, the unfolding of the practice has become much clearer, greater understanding is there. Then we have those who've discovered, maybe for the first time ever, in a very direct manner, how formations are actually ending, are actually dissolving, disintegrating, breaking up, fading away, vanishing, and the like. For some, this particular 
uh, a way of or, uh, uh, investigating this particular aspect of Fortnite uh, formations, namely the aspect of uh, their uh, ending, uh, then in the course of Fortnite time was greatly uh, developed. And this skill in this uh, now also was certainly greatly in, uh, developed. For some, on occasion, Dhamma-related fear came up, and so their ability to face this fear, to face it squarely, and to not be intimidated by it, has also greatly increased. Some, owing to a change in practice and a way of Fertner practice, have Fertner experienced the tremendous deepening of Fertner, their experiences, and seeing more and more uh, details. Some have gone very far uh, during uh, this sudden uh, very uh, retreat. And with the understanding changing time and again. Now, some have learned to be more focused on the present moment. And certainly, in a stating in a general manner, those with some meditation experience have developed greater skills at regaining what had been understood in earlier retreats. Now, these are just some of uh, the aspects that have come up for some of our uh, retreatants here. For some, it's been, in the past, moving up to a certain point, up to a certain uh, aspect of intuitive understanding and suddenly then not being able to go beyond this. And then you know, during this you know, retreat, you know, some um, momentum was there and suddenly helped to go you know, beyond. So for you know, those sudden retreatants, it uh, was like cutting you know, through a knot you know, that uh, you know, represented a major hindrance in the past.
during an intensive retreat, mindfulness retreat, there is uh, at least a potential for the gaining of the Dhamma, potential for a breakthrough experience. Now, whether a genuine, whether such kind of an experience is really genuine or not, remains to be seen, has to be uh, carefully checked over time. But this much could certainly be stated in the words of the Buddha, namely, the qualities of a person who's gone, uh, who's crossed over from one existence to another. Namely, the Buddha in the Samyutta Nikaya, the 55th collection, discourse number one, describes the qualities of a person who's become a stream entered, thus has become a noble one. Those basic qualities are that his or her confidence in the Buddha has become confirmed or unshakable. The confidence in the Dhamma has equally become unshakable. The confidence in the Sangha has become confirmed or unshakable. And such a person, and then also, Nyotura states, possesses virtues that are dear to the noble ones, unbroken, untorn, unblemished, unmottled, freeing, praised by the wise, ungrasped, leading to concentration. The commentary to the Samyutta Nikaya, namely the Saratapakasini, then defines those virtues as Satna described by the Buddha as a noble one, simply no longer violates the five precepts. Now, other qualities of a stream entry have been mentioned in the text. Among those, we have such a person has abandoned two forms of wrong view, namely the wrongful belief in the existence of a self being one, and the second one, the wrongful belief in rites and rituals, namely that by engaging in rites and rituals, the Dhamma can be gained. As Satna, well, another characteristic of Satna, one who has entered into the stream, is Satna, his or her abandoning of uh, skeptical doubt. Now, 
what is meant here is down from a you know, religious or spiritual point of view, namely doubt in the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. And as Satna mentioned by the Buddha himself in the, in the discourse quoted earlier on from the Samyutta Nikaya, when doubt, skeptical doubt gets abandoned, well, what remains is faith. And that faith is described as unshakable or confirmed faith. The text sudden further describe a stream enter as one who has escaped from taking rebirth in states of loss. And certainly such a one will be reborn at the most seven times. The commentary certainly further state you know, two unwholesome mental states certainly that are said you know, to be you know, totally abandoned you know, through you know, this breakthrough experience, namely one you know, being envy and certainly the other one you know, being avarice. So with the abandoning of avarice, what grows instead? Generosity, yes, that is correct. So willingness, or a willingness to give, to share with others, that comes from the heart. A discourse in the Samyutta Nikaya says such a stream enter dwells with a mind devoid of stinginess, freely, generous, open-handed. The 53rd Satna discourse from the 48th collection of the Samyutta Nikaya gives further qualities of a stream entrant, namely as being totally committed to the Dhamma, as further being intensely interested in listening to the true Dhamma and Mm, then a person's ability to understand the Dhamma is profound and, mm, or sorry, and a Dhamma that is profound and not easily grasped by others, such a Dhamma, a stream enter, does understand. When hearing a discourse that is well delivered, one will be filled with joy and rapture. The heart of a stream entrant is certainly said to be inclined to Dhamma, but nonetheless 
no such a person will not shirk his or her worldly responsibilities. Discernment is yet another quality mentioned in the context of a person who has become a stream anchor. Namely, a discourse Sotner 33 from the 55th collection of the Samyutta Nikaya says, again, a noble disciple is wise, he or she possesses wisdom directed to the arising passing way, which is noble and penetrative, leading to the complete destruction of suffering. Now, if such an experience takes place during one's intensive practice, then, of course, sadhana, this is wonderful. However, one needs to carefully verify whether this is sadhana really a genuine or was a genuine experience or not. Now, if sadhana one briefly reviews one's own practice, and suddenly one realizes, well, some of the the qualities mentioned are really not present yet, so some skeptical doubt is still there, and some belief in the existence of the self is still there, etc., then one realizes that suddenly, well, maybe there's still work that remains to be done. Even though a number of Fatna insight knowledges forms of intuitive understanding have may have occurred during one's sadhana retreat, one still has to be careful because there's not just one single layer of ignorance, but there can be many of those. And as a result of fatna, this one might at times still experience bewilderment or intense bewilderment or even absolute bewilderment. So in the case of or in the presence of delusion or ignorance, there is mental blindness or unknowing. And in the presence of fatna delusion, the mind will not perform its sudden function of fatna illuminating the objective field, and thus one is not penetrating objects and the nature of objects. 
So the true nature of objects remains certainly concealed. In the presence of delusion, there is no right understanding, especially with regard to the Four Noble Truths. Careless attention, the Buddha has certainly singled out, is the main factor for you know, the arising of delusion that so far has not certainly arisen, and you know, for an increase and expansion of delusion that has already arisen. And it is careful attention that suddenly then helps unarisen delusion not to arise and arisen delusion and should not abandon arisen delusion. So we do have to check very carefully whether yet another layer of delusion or ignorance Satna remains. Now, since we still have two full days left to this retreat, and many days after the retreat for the practice or the training and mindfulness during general or daily life, that being the case, it's important you know, to arouse a sense of urgency if it's not present as yet. By sense of urgency in the Pali scriptural language given as Samwega is certainly meant a religious emotion that might arise based on encountering objects that induce suddenly such a sense of urgency, such as birth, birth, old age, illness, death, misery in the states of loss, misery caused suddenly by the cycle of birth and death in the past, present, and certain future. Now, In a collection of discourses, namely the ninth collection of the Samyutta, of the Angutra Nikaya, we have a beautiful, shorter discourse that uh, 
is certainly very inspiring and that may easily lead to the arising of a sense of urgency. The discourse is as follows. Allow me to quote the translation by Venerable Bhikkhu Bodhi. It's entitled, The Thief of Scent. On one occasion, a certain bhikkhu was dwelling among the Gosselans in a certain woodland thicket. Now, on that occasion, when the bhikkhu had returned from his arms round, after his meal, that bhikkhu used to descend into a pond and sniff a red lotus. Then the Devata that inhabited that woodland thicket, having compassion for that bhikkhu, desiring his good, desiring to stir up a sense of urgency in him, approached him and addressed him in verse. When you sniff this lotus flower, an item that has not been given, this is one factor of theft. You, dear sir, are a thief of scent. So in other words, the Devata is accusing the bhikkhu of being a thief. The bhikkhu, being greatly dismayed, replies, I do not take, I do not damage. I sniff the lotus from afar. So for what reason do you say that I am a thief of scent? One who digs up the lotus stalks, one who damages the flowers, one of such rough behavior, why is he not spoken to? To this the Devata replies, when a person is rough and fierce, badly soiled like a nursing cloth, I have nothing to say to him or her. But it's to you that I ought to speak. For a person without blemish, always in quest of purity, even a mere hair's tip of evil appears as big as a cloud. To this Satna the Bhikkhu replied, Surely, spirit, you understand me, and you have compassion for me. Please, O oh spirit, speak to me again whenever you see such a deed. And the Devatatna replies, we don't live with your support, nor are we your hired servant. You, Bhikkhu, should know for yourself the way to a good destination. Then that Bhikkhu, stirred by that Devata, acquired a sense of urgency. So, when on occasion, reflecting back on our practice and realizing that maybe that certain state of crossing over 
has not, or that event of crossing over has not yet taken place. And realizing that, there's still a great number of mental defilements left that keep arising, sometimes in coarser forms, sometimes in you know, very you know, refined forms, then one might uh, uh, realize that there's still some work left to be done. And that uh, might lead you know, similar to the bhikkhu mentioned in the you know, short Satna Sutta, that might lead uh, a person, a retreatant, you know, to, uh, to the arising of a sense of urgency. We might further reflect that my life is not lasting, my death is sure to come. My life will end in death, Inevitable is my death. My life is uncertain. My death is certain. Or we might, uh, or the Buddha has expressed more or less certainly the same aspect in a different language as suddenly given in Vipadika Ratta Sutta of the Majima Nikaya. And there it says, let not a person revive the past or on the future build his or her hopes, for the past has been left behind and the future has not been reached. Instead, with insight, let the person see each presently arisen state. Let one know that and be sure of it, invincibly, unshakably. Today, the effort must be made. Tomorrow, death may come. Who knows? No bargain with mortality can keep one and certain one's hordes can keep mm, that certain mortality away. So realizing that our life is indeed limited in terms of ex its extent, witness should make or arouse a sense of urgency, namely that now is certainly the time to practice until the very end of this retreat and even beyond this. Even at home, when engaged in one's daily activities, there are there will be plenty of opportunities to deepen one's understanding, to 
plenty of challenging situations to develop and strengthen one's sudden equanimity. Plenty of occasions to strengthen one's concentration, to develop a sustained mindfulness, to strengthen one's effort, etc. Now, allow me to conclude today's Satna Dhamma talk on a sense of urgency by wishing may you realize, or by realizing, the preciousness of Fatna, this retreat, the preciousness of the remaining two days, and also of Fatna, your practice opportunities at home. Realizing this, may it arouse a strongness, sense of urgency, and may that sense of urgency then propel you to keep up your practice to then practice with fatna desire study the dhamma to know it and may this lead on to the arising of effort may the effort lead on to the arising of mindfulness may the mindfulness become more and more sustained may that contribute to good concentration of the mind and and then based on all of these factors may uh, intuitive wisdom arise time and again and may turn into liberating wisdom and this is it for now Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.